0: This is episode 38 of D-List of the Podcast. I'm Michael K. And I'm Allison. Uh, this is our Oscars
1: recap, but we're a day late. We're supposed to do it yesterday. Yeah. We're doing it today. It's, it's like the morning after the morning after the morning after the Oscars.
0: Yeah, it's like it's already the 2020 Oscars, but we are late because of the snow miser.
1: Yeah, snow is an asshole. And it ruins everything, including our beautiful Oscar coverage, so I'm shaking my fist at Mother Nature's husband, I guess, yeah, so Allison got snowed in, so yeah. she couldn't record, yeah, and I shouldn't even say snowed in. I got snowed out and then in again. I was driving, and then the snow got so bad I had to turn around and go back to where I was before, so
0: where did you have to use chains,
1: okay, so uh, no, because in Canada, everybody has these things called snow tires. Um, yeah. I've never seen chains on a tire before.
0: I I've seen it. I've never had to do it. Well, yeah, because so you're
1: from California, so you would not have that experience.
0: Yeah, we don't have snow tires. No, well, people have snow tires. So who live in the mountains and stuff. But right. like, I was gonna go to the mountains this past weekend to Idlewild, and they got. It's not fancy, trust me. But they got so there's like they got so snowed out. Like roads broke. It was a mess. You could only get up there if you had a four-wheeler, uh, an all-wheel drive or chains. Okay, I don't have a four-wheeler, I don't have snow tires, so I had to get chains mm-hmm. and I was terrified of putting on chains. I mean, I watched a lot of videos and they make it look easy. But, you know, it's not easy. But I was reading forums. Ch- those those
1: hot chain forums?
0: Yes. Well, like Idlewild forums or like, you know, t- TripAdvisor about people who went to Idlewild. But they said that up there at like the chain control areas where the police check to see if you have chains, there's these people called chain monkeys which sounds bad, but that's <laughs> that what they're called. Problematic for the chain community. Very, but that's what they're called. Okay. And so it's like people who you pay to put on your chains. Okay. So I was praying, I that the chain monkeys would be there. I didn't I, end up going because we couldn't access the cabin, so they canceled our reservation. But anyway,
1: how do you find a chain monkey?
0: Well, they're right at the chain areas, apparently.
1: So, but they're like, do you, but do you like go into a bathroom and like?
0: No, they're right like, there, apparently. Because, okay. like, you know, you have to... You pull up, and then they're, they're, the police are checking to make sure your chains are on. And that's when you put on your chains, when you have to have your chains on. Because you can't just drive around the road. I know ah. that. I'm okay, that so, butch. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's, let's stop talking about the chain monkeys yeah. and end the butch part of this program. Because that's a, this is a, as butch as we're going to get, talking about chains.
1: I think we just got a bunch of new, sub- new like, 50-year-old uh, subscribers, though. Like, guys. Being like, I heard, I heard they talk chains on this one. Like, Pet Boys employees? Do you have Pet Boys there? <laughs> uh, no, we don't, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> All the Pet Boys just subscribed. Okay,
0: so let's move on to the Oscars. Yes. So on the last episode of this podcast, Allison and I predicted... Who would win from nine categories? Yeah, we
1: got it our crystal balls that we dusted the uh, the dust that was clearly on it from the Grammys.
0: So, yeah, you totally redeemed yourself from the Grammys. I think I did. So, the Grammys, Allison got a whopping 0%. (laughs) Yep. I got 50%. Yeah. So, you did a lot better. So, let's.
1: I'm Go good at it. I'm good at Oscar betting. I'm starting to think that I should actually start putting money on it. No, no. I'm gonna well, you're not, it yeah, no. you're not that good. Yeah, you're not that good. No.
0: <laughs> okay, best original screenplay. Yeah. We both said the favorite, right? Yeah, I think that was wishful thinking on my part. The winner was Green Book, which grown. Yeah. So v- nobody got that. No. Best adapted screenplay. Yeah. We both said Spike Lee for Black Clansman. Yeah, Man. and then we, Spike Lee got it. We both got that right. Yeah. So that's... One each. Yeah. Best original song, we both said shallow. Shallow got it, of course. Duh. So that's yeah. two each. Mm-hmm. Best supporting actress, mm-hmm. we both said Regina King for if Beale Street could talk. Yeah. She won, of course, so that's three. Yes. Math. I can't do math. I can't even do simple math. So supporting actor, we both this is where we start to fuck up. We yeah. both said Richard E. Grant. Richard and, E. Grant like, did not win.
1: And I kind of want to amend my thing from last week because like I was so sure it was going to be Mahershala Alley, but I really wanted it to be Richard E. Grant.
0: Oh, girl, please. <laughs> I was just putting the vibes so, out. No, you can't. No, no do-overs. So we both didn't get that right. No. So best actress, we both said Glenn Close.
1: But I but I also said, okay, so I went back and listened. We both said we really wanted it to be Olivia Coleman.
0: That doesn't count, girl. It's not like what you wanted. It's what you think.
1: Michael, a dream is a wish your heart makes, okay? (laughs) Cinderella taught me that. So These are the
0: rules. So yeah. So we both got that wrong because Olivia (sighs) Colman won. Yes. So best actor, we both said Rami. Rami won. Of course. Best director, this is where it went downhill for me. This is where I didn't have chains on my car and I was going up the icy mountain. No. So I said Spike Lee.
1: Yeah, and I was rolling. I was rolling full on with some snow tires by saying that it was going to be Alfonso Cuaron. So you got that right because Alfonso Cuaron won.
0: Yeah. And then best picture is when I truly crashed and the wolves ate me. Yeah. I said Roma, which I one hundred percent thought it was going to be Roma. Mm -hmm. You gambled with Green Book. I laughed at you, and you got it.
1: Yep. I'm, I'm collecting all that invisible money that I made in Vegas on my green book bet. So you got six out of nine. Yeah, that's not too bad. And I got
0: four out of nine.
1: Yeah. So basically, if you want any future predictions for your life, your love life, you know, work, call me. Still don't ask Allison because she didn't get nine out of nine. So let's talk the show. Let's yeah. talk the good. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Because there's... I'd say there's a lot of good to this show.
0: Well... For me, what was really good, which uh, because going in, I really thought it was going to be a train wreck. I really thought it was going to be a mess. I thought it was going to be the worst ever. Oh, but okay. I actually enjoyed it. And mainly because it was not 45 hours long.
1: Okay, can I say, honestly, I swear to God, hand to my heart, when it ended and I looked at my phone and saw what time it was, I gasped with like joy in my heart. I was so happy that it was like, it, what was it, like 11.13 or something? Well, for me it was because I'm on the East Coast. I couldn't believe it. It was a miracle.
0: Like when award shows are on, it's a good time to live on the West Coast because it finishes like 8 o'clock for us.
1: Oh, yeah. And like, so me being on the East Coast, so this is a very quick sidebar. Um, every year I do this uh, Oscars uh, show at a comedy club in Toronto. And um, we just sit around and just talk shit about it while they're playing the Oscars. Anyway, um, this was the first year I didn't do it because I have a baby and I didn't want to go out, but... You can take the baby, get the baby a drink. Babies love bars. If I've learned anything about babies is that they love and bars. And drunks love babies. This, that is true, though. But so anyway, point is here, I, uh, I would do it and I lived so far away from the comedy bar where it worked or where it happened, um, that I wouldn't be home usually until like 1.30 in the morning. And I'm like, yeah. that's too... I don't do late nights. So I'm like, that sucks. So, like, watching the Oscars and it finishing, I was in my pajamas at 11.30 at night. It was, like, Christmas Eve. It was incredible. I couldn't believe it.
0: Yeah. So, that was a very good thing. And I think that was because there was no host. So, they had Maya Rudolph, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler open, which I thought was perfect. Yeah, I thought it was great. And some people thought, like, they should host, but... I liked it the way that it was. I like they opened, they set it, it was hot,
1: it was perfect, and then no host. Yeah, they could go to the green room, get drunk, do whatever they wanted to. Um, and then it finished with Julia Roberts. Yeah, so it was perfect. And yeah. and they
0: had little bits like that, Melissa McCarthy and Brian Tyree. Yeah,
1: Brian Tary Henry. I like that.
0: So they did best costume design, mm-hmm. and they just wore all the costumes. So they did like a little bit, which is what a host would do, mm-hmm. but they did it. So I liked that. Yeah. And if there was a host, it'd probably be that set, which is what the fuck was that set?
1: Oh my god, it looked like Donald Trump's comb over. Like it looked yeah. like they took his head, his like wig or hair or whatever, and then like dipped it in like plastic or well, wax. Well, to me, it looked
0: like a wet Meryl Monroe wig or like a mangled vagina because yeah. I clearly know what vagina's look like oh, but it was of course. I don't know what it what that was.
1: And the back the backdrop with all the gems kind of looked like um it looked like they had borrowed the set of a beauty pageant and we're like okay we just need this for like 3 hours we'll give it back to you when we're done.
0: They should have give it back to them then before the show cuz it <laughs> was off. Shouldn't it. <laughs> so that's so good thing was the no host, we agree on that because yes. some people didn't like that. Some people like a host and that forty-five hour long opening dance number. Oh which, lord,
1: yeah. No, thank you. I mean, I love Jimmy Kimmel as much as the next person, but I didn't. I didn't need to see him do the Oscars again.
0: Okay, so that's a good. The other good thing is Olivia Coleman.
1: Yeah. So she came out of nowhere, and well, not out of nowhere. Not out of nowhere. I okay. I'm like an Olivia Coleman. St- Stand to borrow language from the kids, okay, then
0: give me what is her filmography in order,
1: okay, so starting out uh on b b c Sky Four channel, she did uh at home with the misses. That's not a real show. I just made that up. It just sounded British <laughs> enough. no, I just I love her from Peep Show when she was Sophie on Peep show. She was so good on Broadchurch um she's my favorite part about the movie Hot Fuzz. like she's so great i love her
0: well her speech was perfect like it was messy it was rambling it was you know she made fun of herself
1: yeah my kids are at home and watching look well if you're not then (laughs) well kind of well done but um i sort of (laughs) sort of hope you are this is not going to happen again um and uh uh and any little girl who's who's practicing their speech on the telly you never know
0: it was perfect. It was like the opposite of Gaga's, which was, ugh. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> I love I love Lady Gaga so much because it's like you could almost see her. You can see her, like, eyes manufacturing tears.
0: It was, what's the Botox? And, like, no. the self-tanner. She was so orange. She was so
1: orange. I was like, girl, look how orange you look. She was so orange.
0: So she won, of course, for Best Original Song. And her yeah. speech was like... And I was like, girl, you just won original song and you have to share it. If you are at home and you're sitting on your couch and you are watching this right now, all I have to say is that this is hard work. I've worked hard for a long time
1: and it's not about, you know, it's not about winning. Exactly. It's like, girl, cool it. I mean, Three Sex Mafia won this award. Like, it's just best original song. Deservedly, deservedly. It's Hard Out Here for Pimp is a great song. So
0: poor Glenn, back to Olivia Coleman. So poor Glenn Close, seventh time. Yes. Didn't win. No wins. She'll get it someday, maybe. For Albert Nobbs, too. Fingers crossed. And so she said the Independent Spirit Awards, which were the night before the Oscars, she brought her dog Pip. Yeah. This little fluffy white Havanese. Of
1: course, of course, that's her dog, by the way.
0: What, Pip? A Havanese? A yes. fluffy white Havanese? Yeah. yeah. That's like a rich, rich white lady dog. Yeah. So he did the red, he did the blue carpet with her, and then mm-hmm. she won, of course. And he followed her on stage and he like opened up his legs, like I do when I get on stage, like <laughs> opened up his legs. So she lost because she didn't bring him.
1: Yeah. That, yeah. Pip was
0: her good luck charm, her good luck pooch. This was a good thing to many, but not me. Okay. Were uh, Gaga and Bradley Cooper's performance of Shallow?
1: Oh my God. Yeah. That was, uh, that was something. So people
0: are always saying, talking about their chemistry and how mm-hmm. hot it is and how they always look like they want to like eat each other's asses and fuck each other. Yeah. What do you think of their chemistry?
1: Oh, we need to remember that, uh, Bradley Cooper is an actor and Lady Gaga's whole life is. Like, one big act. act. So if they want to, like, lay it on thick, like your aunt and uncle who got drunk at the Christmas party, then they're going to do it. But
0: I don't think when they lay it on thick, I don't even get, like, sex from them. I I, get, like, good friends, brother, sister, (laughs) and (laughs) not even Angelina Jolie, James Haven, brother and sister.
1: You get a cashy cereal box, good friends. Yes, I get,
0: like, platonic. Like, yeah, they like each other, but I don't get, like, they want to, you know... Suck on each other's genitals or anything.
1: You know what I get from them? Um, uh, figure skater energy. Where like, you know, like figure skaters, like pears and ice dance. They're like really hypersexual. But then you find out that they're like the dance. The ice dancers are like cousins or brother and sister or something. That's yeah. what they kind of remind me of is like figure skaters. I don't <laughs> well, get it.
0: But obviously I'm alone because everyone thought that they were fucking include or think that they're like they want to fuck each other, including scary spies. Mel B, yeah. who she that she did like the Oscar recap on Good Morning Britain, yeah, with Piers Morgan. So that sounds like great way to wake up. So she said that it was disrespectful because Bradley Cooper's uh, partner girlfriend Irina Shayk was sitting in the audience, and that Gaga broke the woman's code.
1: Oh, come on. Irina Shayk was probably just very happy to be invited to the Oscars.
0: Yeah, and, like, Scary Spice, who's supposedly a swinger, like, this yeah. is what she clutches her pearls over, like, <laughs> acting.
1: She clutches her pearls at, like, Bradley Cooper being in profile while Lady Gaga is like, head-on to the camera. She's like, no, that's too sexual.
0: I'm glad award season is over because Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga can quit acting like they want to fuck each other now that it's over. Yeah. And they're going to, like, delete each other from their phones and she's like bradley
1: who yeah well i mean but then there is also the potential for a star is born too which means a whole other press junket is and, there well i a mean a prequel? <laughs> no i was gonna spoiler say spoiler, alert. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert no i mean you never know we don't know what happened in that
0: garage spoiler alert that's true and you know zombies <laughs> zombies can exist it's so and hot ghosts. right now oh yeah. like ghost like a, a reboot of ghost Oh, don't even give them that idea, Michael. Oh my shit. I know I should shut up. We're going to edit that out. So speaking of fake things like Bradley Cooper and Gaga wanting to fuck, um, Mm -hmm. a listener who on Twitter is I can't bitch.
1: (laughs) Great uh, name. Wanted
0: wanted us to talk about Bradley Cooper's supposed plugins, which I guess plug, plugins, (laughs) plug it in,
1: plug it in, (laughs) his clay plugins,
0: which I guess people were talking about on Mm -hmm. Twitter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've talked about it before on the site. I think it's been a rumor that yeah. he has plugs.
1: But, like, who doesn't? Jeremy Hollywood? Piven, who needs some. All natural. John Travolta. <laughs> no, but, like, really, it's like, i he probably does have plugs. Like, so many people have plugs. Like, I just recently learned about all the um, Hollywood male celebrities who used to wear hair pieces. Like, did you know that Ted Danson's hair is fake? Charles Grodin's hair was fake. Is this the Closer podcast, by the way? I <laughs> Ta- think so. Talking about Charles Grodin's hair? No, but like, do you think he has plugs?
0: Oh, yeah. So if you go yeah. back to pictures, like in 2002, 2003, he has like a little widow's peak. It's right. very little receding. It's not much. But now he has like gorgeous, full hair. So I think he has a minor, he had like a minor hair transplant just to fill, you know, the front. But he yeah. does have a touch of the
1: Botox. <laughs> That's my favorite TV show. Touched by the Botox.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's get into the bad. Yeah, which is easy for us because we're I'm, bitches.
1: Yeah, we're like hours eight through
0: eleven. So Green Book winning Best Picture.
1: Yeah, a lot which of was are great not-
0: for you because you got that right. But I was
1: like, hey, I called it, and then afterwards I was like, oh no, I've cursed humanity by choosing that movie. No, people are really... Did you see Green Book? Because people are very divided on this movie. Did win, like, audience favorite at the Toronto International Film Festival, which I know that counts for nothing in the grand scheme of things. But, like, people liked it, apparently. Like, some moose meese Meese like it. Yes, many, many frozen meese very enjoyed that movie. But, like, it's... I don't know. Like, I know people have problems with that movie, but, like, the way that I think of it is, it can't be any worse than Crash,
0: right? It looks worse than Crash, honestly. I mean, so but they yeah. had the thing is they had a terrible awards season campaign, whatever. Oh absolutely. So Vigo Mortison, he dropped the N word during a Q&A, dropped it like nothing. Yeah. Um, the- he apologized. Peter Farrelly, the director, Farley Farrelly, mm-hmm. the director, had to apologize because old stories came out about how he used to flash his dick. On set, and he like he flashed Cameron Diaz on Ugh. the set of "There's Something About Mary" as a prank, so he had to apologize for that.
1: Yeah, the director of "Dumb and Dumber." I can't believe it.
0: I know. He's and Shallow Hal. And Shallow, yeah, that's right. So, and then Nick Valley Longa. Let's say I think it's pronounced Vallelonga. We'll we'll go with that. He was on. He's one of the screenwriters, yes. and he's also the son of Tony Lip, who. Mm-hmm. Vigo Mortensen played in the movie. Yes. An old tweet that he made about Muslims, you know, cheering cheering 9/11 in Jersey City. He tweeted about that. It was brought out. He had yeah. to apologize. So, and then Dr. Don Shirley's family, Dr. Don Shirley is the main character in the movie played by Ali. Mm-hmm. Or not the main character. I guess he's the supporting character because he won supporting. Right. So his family like denounced the film, saying it's full of lies and it's, you know, some white savior shit. So they had all these this bad press, and yet right. they still won.
1: Yeah, and also their like the acceptance speech too when they won felt very like
0: And they didn't even
1: thank Don Shirley. No,
0: exactly. Like, he's the reason why you have a movie, why you have an Oscar. Thank
1: Don Shirley, then thank the Green Book. Also, I kept, because it was so, like, the lead up to it was so cringy. I was just expecting even even more cringier stuff to happen in that acceptance speech. So I was like, ugh, I mean, it could be worse. I kept thinking, like, this could be worse, I guess.
0: Well, Spike Lee supposedly walked out. Yeah. And he couldn't get out, because I guess they wouldn't open the door, so he had to go back to his seat. So in the press room, they asked him about that, like why he tried to walk out, and he, mm-hmm. just, he, he had a glass of champagne with him, and he kept sipping it.
1: Um, I just wanted to ask you, we saw a little bit of a reaction to the Green Book win. Can you give us your thoughts on that Best Picture win?
0: Let me take another sip. <laughs> Next question! <laughs> No, I thought it was court side of the garden. The ref made a bad call. <laughs> so that means he doesn't agree, obviously. And yeah. he said that every time someone drives someone in a movie, he loses. <laughs> because do the right That's thing. Right. Yeah, lost best screenplay to Driving Miss Daisy in 1990.
1: That's when you say those words out loud, it sounds it sounds like something aliens made up from another planet. Like
0: So do you think so I think you said this on the last podcast, like you know, all the old white people are gonna vote for Green Book.
1: Yeah, well, and also, too, I feel like a lot of, like, all the all the old people could, like, see themselves in Vigo Mortensen's character, you know, because he's, like, his whole character is basically just, like, hey, I'm just some guy, I'm a bouncer, and I'm driving this guy, what do I know about the piano? And, like, I feel like people have a real soft spot for movies like that. So you think that it
0: was all old white people who voted yeah, for it? So let I me ask so. you this, then, because I've... Is it ages, then, to put, like... T- Term limits on voters like uh, 15 years, 20 years, and then they have to either
1: do something and get back into the academy or I they think, just can't vote. I think that what it should be is like from year to year. And I think for this year, it should have been they should have sat down with the oldest members, like the Kirk Douglases and whatnot, and say, Okay, describe to me what you think Black Panther is. And if they can get kind of close to what they think the story of Black Panther is. Then they're allowed to vote. For oh, so if
0: they're like, it's about a Panther who is black. Okay, you can vote. Exactly. Mr. Douglas,
1: congratulations. Yeah, you still you can still vote. They have to have at least some knowledge of like what the young people are into. Well, the thing is, is I read a lot of those anonymous
0: voter interviews. Oh, like, yeah, I in love those. The, the Hollywood Reporter. And green. a lot of them admit that they don't watch all the movies. <gasps>
1: yeah, they say stuff where they're like, I'm voting for my friends. I'm like, what is this, high school uh, student council elections? I mean, yeah, it basically so is, yeah.
0: <laughs> it basically is. It's basically a popularity contest. And it's sad that Green Book is not the most popular. Is the homecoming queen. So Rami Malek won. Best actor. He barely mentioned Freddie Mercury. He called Freddie Mercury gay, which people got pissed at because Freddie Mercury was bi. Okay. And he didn't mention AIDS. But I didn't put him on the bad list because he won. I put him on the bad list because he fell after his speech and it wasn't caught on camera.
1: Oh, my God. Hasn't he learned anything from Jennifer Lawrence? You're supposed to fall on your way up to get the award.
0: Well, or if you're going to fall out make sure the cameras are on make sure that red red
1: light is on on all the cameras yeah and that you're not on like the last second of your expe- acceptance speech like do it 10 seconds in
0: well he was it was after his accept expe- acceptance speech and he was leaving the stage and he slipped <laughs> and fell and there's pictures but there's not video of it which is what i want to see and he didn't get hurt he's fine
1: gosh if the oscars want to increase viewers they've got to start airing that stuff
0: Yeah, and you know it was the ghost of Freddie Mercury who like threw a banana peel right (laughs) right in front of Rami. Yeah. So and then so then he went backstage. Did you see these pictures? And he Oh yeah oh god and he opened like sh- a champagne bottle and started spraying everybody down
1: oh my god it looked like the boss of a like a startup tech company after they like got their first buyout being like all right everyone time to celebrate and everyone's like oh god please don't please don't get champagne on me like i can't wash these clothes like, please don't do this your description's way too fr- fancy it looked like a frat party yeah Bitch, you're
0: wearing like a $40,000 gown. You got your nails done. You got your hair done. And Rami Malek is spraying you down with champagne. Oh, it's that, nice. actually, that actually sounds kind of hot.
1: Yeah. Some, someone somewhere is like jealous. Okay. And
0: finally, so the in memoriam, people always get pissed about this because they always leave people out. Yes. They left out um, Vern Troyer. Yes. They left out Sandra Locke. And they left out Carol fucking Channing. That's, it's disgusting. Well, Carol Channing was nominated for an Oscar for Thoroughly Modern Millie, and she should have been the first, the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, she should have been, she should have been the in memoriam, just her.
1: She should have, they should have finished with Albert Finney, and then been like, psych, and then like, put in clips of Carol Channing, being like, here's the real end person.
0: So the the Oscars should be shut down for that alone. Yeah. Like, the, this should be the last Oscars. Mm-hmm. So let's talk fashion. Yes. Because we're so good at it. And I'd say that while I'm wearing sweats and like a
1: stained t-shirt. I'm not wearing sweats this time. So what are you wearing a gown? Uh Well, if by gown you mean a cardigan covered in dried up breast milk, then yes.
0: That's pretty much a gown. Yeah. And that's better than what Maya Rudolph wore. So yeah. I'll give you that. So yeah. who was your best? Let's start with positive.
1: Yeah, exactly. My best was Casey Musgraves, which she was wearing this bright or like a pale pink, huge, big, fluffy, um, Giambattista Valley gown, which Giambattista Valley gowns are like, they look like bath puffs they're just covered in tulle it looks like she has
0: a thing of toilet paper underneath her like your grandma's toilet paper holder yeah that's what it looked like she
1: looked like the prom she looked like a bridesmaid she looked like a figure skater she looked like a craft uh entry at the you know the autumn fair she was beautiful i loved it i thought she looked so good and i know she's on a lot of worse lists but i think she looked amazing
0: yeah, she's probably on my worst list. Sorry, uh, <laughs> and also she looks too much like Kyle Richards. I always think she's Kyle Richards. I know she does. Either
1: Katy Perry or Kyle Richards, but mostly
0: Kyle Richards.
1: Yeah, she looks like uh, she looks like she's trying to cosplay Kyle Richards. I love her. I think K- Casey Musgraves is so great. Okay, so who's your best?
0: Billy Porter, which is hands down easy, as he's probably maybe the second person I saw at the Oscars, and I was like, he's definitely the best dressed. So he yeah. wore. A custom Christian Siriano that was tuxedo on the top, gown on the bottom. It was velvet. It was gorgeous. And what I loved about it was that he wasn't even a presenter. He wasn't even nominated. He wasn't even in any of the nominated movies. Like he was there to uh, do the pre show for ABC and he was still like so over the top. It w- and it was a, a a tribute to Ball Edge and Hector Extravaganza. hmm Because he's in pose. Yes. So it was it was perfect.
1: Yeah. He didn't have to go all the way with the devil's twosome, but he did. And I can appreciate that. What's the devil's twosome? A tuxedo on the top and a ball gown on the bottom. Is that what you... Did you make that up? Uh-huh. It's <laughs> almost... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so worst... All right. This is easy for me. Um, Sarah Paulson usually looks good, but she was wearing um, a bright pink, like a magenta dress by a designer named Brandon Maxwell. So she was, it was like a ball gown on the bottom. Fine. The top of it kind of looked like a pink satin diaper that she'd like poked her arms through. Um, And then just kind of, but this diaper was also kind of saggy. I was going to make,
0: I was going to make a Holland Taylor joke, but I like Holland Taylor. So I'm not.
1: Helen Taylor doesn't deserve that. It kind of, def- no. So it, it also sort of looked like a shower cap, again, that she like poked her arms through, but it was kind of saggy because she just got out of the shower.
0: Yeah, or like a satin whoopee cushion, mm-hmm. deflated one. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah.
1: So my worst, and
0: I am going to get shit for this, and I don't like saying this, but Glenn Close. How dare you, Michael? <laughs> Goodbye. This is done. This podcast is done. So Click. she wore, she wore Carolina Herrera, which mm-hmm. was it was like a coat dress cape thing. I don't know how you want to describe it. It was covered in three million beads, yes. which that was a lot of work for that much dowdiness.
1: That's a choking hazard for Pip,
0: by the way. It, it was just heavy. It was tacky. It was too much gold. It was like you know Trump Tower curtains. It was hideous I know a lot of people liked it I didn't and also I didn't like how she wore gold like that's like presumptuous
1: do you think that's like wearing white to someone else's wedding
0: oh no I'm okay with that but I don't know it's just like uh, and because she didn't win I felt even worse for her because she's sitting there in this
1: bright ass big gold gown I mean, it could be worse. She could have shown up in a t-shirt that said, give me that Oscar. And then you'd feel really bad for her when she lost.
0: Oh, no, that would have been better. Like Catherine yeah. Hepburn. So Catherine Hepburn only went wore shirts shirt to that the... said, give me that Oscar. Exactly. She yeah. only went to the Oscars once and it was yeah. to present. Every time she won, she didn't show up. So mm-hmm. she only went once to present and she wore her gardening clothes. Like, she, no makeup, gardening clothes. Like, that's what you have to do. That's what Glenn should have done. Like, shown up in, you know, culottes and a t-shirt like she was going to Target and just say, oh, I just stopped by to see, you know, oh, whatever.
1: Well, she'll have to keep that in mind for when she wins for Albert Nobbs, too.
0: So now that we've gotten the Oscars out of the way, we'll move on to the part of the show where we do five stories, quickly-ish, starting with Gwyneth Paltrow. So the last episode, I believe, we talked about how a doctor named Dr. Terry Sanderson (laughs) was suing Gwyneth for skiing into him at some fancy resort in Utah and suing her for $3 million. So she's now counter suing. She says that he's lying and that he changed his story. She says that he's the one who ran into her knocking mm-hmm. both of them down and he apologized for it at the time and said he was fine. So she's suing him for $1 and attorney fees. It's
1: like the price is right. Suing for a yeah, dollar. Yeah. As if Gwyneth Poulter would ever touch a disgusting dollar. But really, though, she he he's got to watch out because Gwyneth Paltrow could fight this lawsuit for years. She makes sixty dollars on those coochie eggs, like she's got money to burn through. So,
0: and she has; she's probably uses the most expensive lawyers in the world, who charge like fifty thousand dollars an hour. Yeah, she's so not using. So if lawyers he loses, yeah, he's screwed. But like the thing, whenever I read about this story, I think about. Why is she skiing with the regulars, like with peasants?
1: Yeah, doesn't she have her own mountain?
0: God. Yeah, doesn't she have her own mountain in like Switzerland that she takes a private jet to? This is so off-brand for her, really. It's embarrassing for her. It's, I'm actually,
1: frankly, I'm disgusted. I feel so gross for her.
0: I I'm, no, I'm Let's never speak about her again. No. So Chip and Joanna Gaines, the... Fixer Upper couple, Mm -hmm. formerly of HGTV. Yes. They bought a 6,700 square foot castle in Waco, Texas. The castle is called Cottonwood Castle. It took 23 years to build and was finished in 1913. It was listed at $425,000, but we don't know how much they bought it for they are planning to renovate it, obviously, and I'm sure they're going to film that renovation.
1: Of course. And I look forward to six months from now when every house in the suburbs has a suddenly has a dungeon and a moat on their house. With um, shiplap. A dungeon covered in shiplap. Yeah.
0: And I'm sure that's going to be historically accurate because we all know King Waco, who lived in Cottonwood Castle, had a big sign that read E-A-T over his bed. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yes, we we learned. Well, because King Waco
0: liked to get his ass eaten, so that's that's why I said over his bed. Yeah. Okay. Last December, Kathy Lee Gifford announced that she's leaving today after 11 years of hosting the Drunken Hour of -hmm. Today. With Hoda, copy. So Jenna Bush Hager, she's filled in for Hoda and KLG whenever they go on vacation, which is a lot. Like they go on vacation, a lot, especially KLG. So Jenna is always on, which is why I stopped watching because I just she's boring. So she obviously was the front runner for to replace Kathy Lee, and they announced today that she is going to replace Kathy Lee permanently in April.
1: Yeah. Um. So she's going to replace her in April. I would say. May, she should probably ask for a raise because she'll have like concrete proof how much she's saved NBC on wine. Like she'll be like, "Look, as you can see from my numbers here, you're no longer spending 2.8 million dollars a month on wine." So,
0: but you are spending 5 million dollars on chamomile tea. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz that's probably what it is. But it is fitting that she's hosting the wine hour because she puts me to sleep just like wine does. There so it's it's a match made. So R. Kelly was arrested last week on 10 sexual abuse charges involving four victims, three of which were underage girls at the time. He was in jail for a bit because he couldn't pay the 10% of his $1 million bond. But he finally paid it, and he was released from jail, and the first place he went to was a McDonald's in Chicago. Uh, Michael Avanetti, who is Stormy's lawyer, of course, he represents three of the victims. Avenetti claims R. Kelly when he went to that McDonald's after getting out jail, that he was posing for pictures and signing autographs of underage girls.
1: Oh, my God. You know what? Burger King should use that in their next marketing campaign. It'll just be like, listen, we're totally yucky, but at least we're not the first choice for a four-time alleged sexual predator. That's
0: true. They really should. So finally, Jamie Foxx and Katie Holmes, they've been on the down low for what feels like eons. Mm-hmm. Feels like, I think... It's been eons.
1: I think it's, I think it honestly happened before I started working for D-Listed. It did? It might have been, or it might have been like my first month working. I swear to God, it's been like five years. So they
0: sort of went public by holding hands on the beach last year and they were together (laughs) over the holidays. But um, at an Oscar party, which Jamie performed at, he told everyone he's single. He was also seen smiling with Jessica Sozar, who plays Vanessa Gossip Girl, at Jay-Z and Beyonce's Oscar party. So that means they're fucking, obviously, if they were smiling.
1: And if Jessica got into Beyonce and Jay-Z's after party. Exactly. So there were also rumors that
0: Jamie fucked around a lot on Katie and she was okay with it. Yeah. So do you think they're over?
1: Um. Yeah, they're probably over. I mean, I was going to say Katie can do better, but it's like... I don't know if that's true. And I was going to say Jamie can do better. But again, I don't know if that's true. So, yeah, I mean, only time and tabloids will tell. And by tabloids, I mean when we see another picture of them walking on the beach together.
0: Uh, see, I don't think they're broken up. No? I th- No. I think he just like, you know, yeah. he likes to say, oh, I have Katie, but I'm going to tell when I'm single. Right. And so when she was with Tom, she probably didn't get any dick, right?
1: Well, I the mean, t- we can assume.
0: And so she, the first dick she got on, she's probably like sprung. <laughs> and it happened to belong to Jamie. And she, so she could really do better. Than Before we go, we just want to ask politely that you all subscribe and rate us if you haven't mm-hmm. already. And if you've got a question for our shit advice segment uh, or just want us to talk about whatever. Sure. You can email us at dtpdlisted.com at or you can find me on Twitter at mkdlisted or Allison at.
1: I'm Allison M as in. Mary? Me- money, honey. <laughs> Allison- as meth. Yeah, me- methany. Allison M Davey, D A V E Y,
0: on Twitter. And so that ends the show. Yep. Till next time. Bye. Bye.